welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have lots of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession in a healthy way. And today I'm really excited to have Cynthia Navarro with us. She's from Portland, Oregon, where she's been just wrapped up her seventh year of teaching, where she teaches everything from beginning, intermediate, advanced bands, and jazz band at the sixth through eighth grade level. And so Cynthia, welcome to Band Director Bootcamp. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to talk to you because in our pre-interview, several times you would tell me, oh, yeah, I did that out of spite. I did that out of spite. So there's going to be some good stories today, guys. Um, Before we tell you what we're going to talk about, let's find out a little bit about why you went into being a band director. Why'd you pick that? So I grew up in Southern California and um, my band director, who shall remain nameless, um, at one point... um, essentially blamed me for all of the disrespect that was happening in the low brass section of the band. And um, I got pretty upset and um, he just made me feel terrible. Like every single day of my life, even though I loved band so much. So I kind of um, decided that no other kid was ever going to feel the way that um, he made me feel. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to be band director. And When I graduated, I left him the longest, most scathing, yet respectful note um, explaining why I was going to go into um, music and be a music major and be a band director. Um, He's still teaching at that same school, by the way. (laughs) Wow. It's so funny because you hear these, these, it's one extreme or the other, either somebody's had a super amazing experience they want to give to other people or like you, well, I, I want to make sure nobody has to have the same experience. And it's interesting that the music and the rest of it was enough to keep you there in spite of that teacher. So I also Good. think just my, my sheer willpower and stubbornness also kept me there. Okay. You did say low brass. So what's your instrument? Uh, I play bass trombone. Yes, I knew you were a trombone player. See, that's, yeah, way to go. Yeah, that's where all the fun is, in the back of the band. So so today, Cynthia is here to talk to us a little bit about something um, that has helped her wellness, in her personal wellness, um, mental wellness, and just functioning in her classroom. Um, and her, her topic is not taking things personally. And she's got a story as to, you know, how this all came about. And I'm going to tell you right now, Clearly she's figured it out because she's on year seven in the same job where she started, where this was a big problem. So let's listen to to your story and and, uh, see what you got to tell us, Cynthia. Absolutely. So um, the school that I'm at, I student taught at. So I was there for a full year with the band director, who is just this amazing, wonderful, larger than life personality. So much fun. Um, And Partway through the year, he's like, hey, I'm leaving. I want to teach elementary music. You should be here for this job. So I'm like, sweet, this is going to be great. Pretty like easy-ish transition. The kids know me. Um, That was wrong. Um, Following a legend (laughs) um, is a good idea if you're looking to get your butt kicked for the first few months. Um, So I walk in, it's my first day. Um, All the kids are super nice, right? They're like, oh my gosh, Miss Navarro's back. Hey, hi. Things are going okay. 
um, halfway through my third week, um, all of the kids in my eighth grade band put their stands like they um, fold them down into tables and they start like we will rock you style smashing their fists on their stands chanting we want n g we want n g who was the initials of the previous director and i'm sitting there i'm on the podium and i'm like oh my god what what is happening right now? So I pick a kid in the very first row. I will never forget. His name is RJ and his eyes are on me. And I'm like, I'm going to teach you today, buddy. <laughs> and I decided to just ignore everything and teach this kid. Um, needless to say, um, after that class left, I did have to sit under my desk and cry for a oh, little bit. Man. Um, and then figure out, okay, what am I doing? Um, first and foremost, the thing that had to get me through is realizing that the kids were not lashing out because they didn't like me. They were lashing out because they missed their old director. And frankly, at that time, I sure as hell missed him too, <laughs> because uh, he would have known how to get the class back together and figure it out. Um, so it was like, okay, they don't hate you. They're just sad. How do we treat a bunch of sad kids? Um, so I had that in my mind. And so, okay, next day, get up, do it again. This time I've got maybe two kids paying attention to me. Um, let's fast forward to about halfway through the year and things are going fairly well. Anytime there's like an outburst or something, I'm like, it's just a sad 14 year old. Like, it's okay. Just tell them if they need to take a minute in the practice room and then come back to it. And <laughs> I have a trumpet player. His name is Jorge. And without being prompted, I thought the lesson was going well. And he raises his hand. And he goes, Miss Navarro, I'm going to tell the principal to fire you because you suck. And I just kind of picked my spot on the back wall that I stare at. Um, and I took a deep breath and I was like, okay, thank you for raising your hand, Jorge. And I grab a notepad off of my um, stand and I go, here's a note so that you don't get in trouble in the hallway. And this kid looks at me like, what? Like he's totally expecting an argument. And I just hand him the note. And I was like, well, don't you need permission to go into the hallway and tell the principal that you want me fired? <laughs> and I send this kid out into the hallway Speechless. so he can, yeah, so he can go <laughs> tell his message. And it was at that moment that I realized I can't take this personally. Like that they're 12 to 14 year olds. Heck, some of them are even 11 when they start in sixth grade. And the whatever kind of hormones and feelings are going on in a middle school brain cannot dictate how the rest of my teaching day and frankly, the rest of my like regular people day goes. It's just not going to happen. God. Have we all been there? We were talking about that earlier, right? We, you know, the anticipation of that one kid or that one class and that creates stress. And then they're in there and it creates stress. And then if you let it stay with you, it can just carry into everything and it's giving them too much power. But what you 
Yeah, it sounds like you didn't, you know, it's hard to realize at first, especially because you're coming into what should have been an easy so-called transition, but the kids needed a time to kind of grieve the loss. Even though they were happy with you being there, there was still a big change. And that's a really hard, hard thing for, for them to go through. So I love your response. Though, so let me write you a pass and go get me fired. <laughs> I take it it didn't work, though. The pass didn't get the kid because you're still there seven years later. That is true. I am still there. Um, the principal would not listen to his pleas. <laughs> so how do you think, like, having done this, since you've made that conscious decision to intentionally not take things personally, how would that change your trajectory? Oh my gosh. Um, so like full disclosure, my entire first year of teaching spent way too many hours under my desk crying about it, but was I going to let the kids know? Absolutely not. Um, I would call my mom like once a week, my mom still lives in Southern California. I'm up here in Portland. And I'd be like crying, like, mom, the kids are too hard. I can't do this. And she would say, oh, Mika, well, if you can't do it, you can just quit. Um, so out of spite, I decided that I was going to find ways to make sure that I was okay to not quit. Um, so all of this, like not taking the things that the kids say personally, um, then kind of expanded into um, my colleagues. Um, I'm a female band director in a very like male populated, um, yeah. what is that called? Yeah, industry, profession, profession industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was things like from my colleagues, I'm young. So it was more about like, oh, the experience this, the experience that. Um, Parents, too, because apparently um, parents don't um, like to (laughs) consider you an expert in your field when you're 22. (laughs) Um, So all of this kind of shaped my mantra of it's like, what else is going on? My kids were lashing out. They were sad. Okay. Parent is sending me really nasty, angry email they heard their kid's side of the story and they're being the best parent they can be in just trying to stand up for their kid. Um, Colleagues, they care about the profession. They want to make sure that this program is in good hands. And I have to think about the lens that they're people in general are saying things under, you know, all of those situations, it sounds like, instead of reacting with a gut reaction, when you hear something, you're taking a moment, maybe being a little mindful and responding instead of reacting. Yes. Has huge different outcomes, doesn't it? It most definitely does. And it's hard. It took me seven <laughs> years to figure it out, to figure to out. 30. <laughs> there you go. You're to, smarter than I am. <laughs> to figure out how to like, you know, and it's tiny little changes. Like I used to check my work email when I was at home. Don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't keep work email on my phone. I don't keep any student square, parent square, any of those app on, on any of my home devices because I see that as inviting a family into my home to yell at me, which yeah, don't need none of that. Exactly. Right. Don't need any of that. As far as the kids go, the same way that w- when I first started, I may have been reacting to things that they said they're probably reacting to stuff around them too. So I have a practice room with 
tissues and anytime I'm getting the vibe of like, there's going to be a big reaction coming. Hey, why don't you go step into the practice room for a little bit to hopefully exactly. And hopefully prevent any blowouts and uh, prevent them from me too. Cause let's be real. I want to keep my job. Right. And separate. Yeah. So those are strategies. So before we get into our final question, I want to just take a minute to talk to those of you who are listening today about ways you could put some of these practices we've been talking about during Band Director Bootcamp podcasts into practice in your own life. Welcome, Band Director Bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual boot camp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tuned systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So, as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. All right, we are back with Cynthia Navarro to ask her one final question because she's been very mindful of the last seven years that she's taught in order to protect her classroom space, her students, and and all of the things going on there. So um, I love to think about our newer teachers coming in because I'm on the other end of the spectrum after 35 years of this, and I want other folks to have the endurance, the stamina, and the passion to do this. So what specifically would you like to say to our newer music teachers, band directors, to help help them through all of this fun? I mean, the theme of the, <laughs> the podcast episode in general, don't take things personally. There is so much that happens uh, inside people's brains. And all we hear is the words that they say. And if I was going to live like not just my career, but my entire life based off of what people said, um, I would not be having a fun time. Isn't that a phrase like other people's opinions is none of your business. That's like a, I would believe you if you said it was a phrase. Yeah, I've I've heard that before. And I I like to believe that because I used, like you, we're all people pleasers, aren't we? And we want to make people happy. But sometimes we just have to look at big picture or other picture and and keep things in perspective. And that's hard as a new teacher who's, who's, you know, honestly, probably close in age to a lot of the students, younger than the parents. And those parents have all been in classrooms and can do it all better, right? Because maybe they played (laughs) in band for a couple of years. So they got all the answers. But really, you're the professional and we got to trust ourselves. Exactly. We've yeah. got to trust ourselves. And whatever age that you teach, do not let a tiny human with a not fully developed brain dictate how you feel for the rest of the day. Yes. Amen. Did we all hear that? Because <laughs> so easy to do. Oh, my gosh. Cynthia, thank you so much for coming here and, and speaking um, on this topic. And I think it's incredibly relevant um, to all of us. But uh, 
yeah, so many takeaways and, and great stories that you had. So um, I want to thank Cynthia Navarro for being, his, being here on this edition of Band Director Bootcamp. And thank you to all of you listeners who are making a difference in kids' lives through the magic of music education every single day. The work you do matters, and so do you. Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of Productivity and Wellness Tips to make your life a little easier.